0: From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome back to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling with some smooth jams. Oh, boy, I can tell where this is going to
1: go today. Uh, hey, this is Matt Doan as well, joining you, Eric. Happy to be here. But what if this is their first time listening? This wouldn't be welcome back. It would be welcome. Welcome, welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. Yeah, so whether Why you're... Why am I doing that? I don't know, but whether... <laughs> it's going to weird me out. But whether you're a returner or this is your first time listening to our podcast, we are so grateful to be here. Our goal is for you to feel like you're just sitting with us, right? Yeah, well, you're really like going for it. <laughs> Okay, let me give you a little backstory here. We received some emails that one listener's favorite part of our pastor podcast is... Uh, is the rabbit trails Fast we go on, podcast. and uh, did I just did I just mix genres there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, but um, <laughs> our 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 one listener said they like when they go we go on the rabbit trails, mm-hmm. and now I can see it in your face. You just want to go on rabbit trails. It's this just entire
0: be pure rabbit trail, <laughs> the entire thing. What does that mean though? If the whole thing's a rabbit trail, is that then the primary topic? And then also, do rabbits actually? Has anyone followed a rabbit know. on a trail? Like, is that a common theme for rabbits to be on trails? Yeah, like a, they, they they just kind of run all over the place. I think. Maybe a goat trail.
1: (laughs) Goat trail. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, We did actually look at things like that when we were in Israel. You know, you look at like the trails. There's like Mm -hmm. it's part of like Psalm 23 or something. Mm -hmm. No, no, or the paths of righteousness. Yes, yes, because it's like these these, worn out. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So see, there's uh, there you go. It was a big, big payoff there for you,
1: right? (laughs) And we're praying for your Israel trip, right? You and some great folks from Calvary are hoping to go.
0: Right. About 20 people or so are heading to Israel, February 21st, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we're recording this on December 6th and that in Israel's border is closed until December 13th. Yes. So we're just praying that that will be able to fully open, open up for your team. Yeah. They're pretty, Israel's pretty cautious and like takes things ex- like they take big extreme, you know, action yeah. when it comes to danger for them. So right. I have a great idea.
1: Well, let's record this podcast, Life podcast. Yeah. In Israel. Wow. Are you coming? <laughs> <laughs> I just invited myself to come.
0: <laughs> you can go, but I think it's like $4,500 or something. Okay. You can record.
1: <laughs> yeah. no, no, you should. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. Do like a, like from the old city... Yeah, oh, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. I, agree. I don't know how that would work, but you should do it. You can get some like sounds, yes. of the,
0: you know, sounds of the city. Yes. yes. But today we are actually going to talk about oneness, the value of oneness. We value oneness. This is our last value, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the last one. Right. So we've done all 12. This will be the 12th of our 12 values here at Calvary. You know, I mean, we started with things like truth and grace And people, and I'm actually flipping around the book, passion. Passion. Yeah, stuff like that. So we had team and joy. Joy is maybe my favorite one. Hmm. (laughs) And then we did dependence and generations and generosity, flexibility, health. And then now finally we're on
1: oneness. Yes. It's been a really good fall, just kind of unpacking what's it mean to be the church here at Calvary. Yeah. And we've gotten good feedback too from people just saying, hey, it's a good reframing. of, yeah, what we're kind of already accomplishing, but also there's some aspirations here too, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a big thing, I
0: think, of what these values have been about, like at least our heart, even if you didn't catch that in some of the sermons or whatever, but like our heart for them is that it's like, it's like, yeah, it's true of who we, it's not like completely foreign to who we are, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, uh, it's aspirational. We hope it's like, oh yeah, this should give us a goal to be more this way. And hopefully inspirational that we're inspiring you to be more this way in ourselves, like, you know, to be more this way. Yes. Um, so this oneness one, it's kind of, this is one of those words that it's like kind of like, we don't actually probably like say this word (laughs) normal life.
1: I don't think so. Yeah.
0: But I think it's like getting a little bit, maybe more like maybe people have heard it a little bit more um, recently just as we've been kind of working through even in our country of different Mm -hmm. ways of like unity in the midst of diversity. Mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. like oneness is a little bit around that, like where, we're not all the same mm-hmm. we're all very different and unique mm-hmm. and again this could be and this t- to be very clear right this could be uh, along like issues of ethnicity or race mm-hmm. sure culture. but or yeah. culture but it's definitely not just that it's like uh, age interest calling spiritual gifts yeah spiritual gifts um like even regionally you know just kind of like where you live like um and it could be as Small as like different areas here in Orange County. But right. you think of when we think about our country, it's just like we're this is very different people that live in the Pacific Northwest than right. live in the South. Right? We were actually
1: just talking about <laughs> this in um, our Sunday morning life group uh, uh. yesterday here at Calvary about how it's so interesting if you live in like Idaho. And yeah. this is very generic, you know, observation. Right. But like you go to the store and people look at you and smile and say hello. But if you go to bigger cities, bigger urban places, it's like that would be like really weirding people out if you just like, hi, (laughs) you know, you're in a grocery store in in Los Angeles or New York. That's just not done. Right. So your kind of region does kind of impact how you interact with people. Yeah. Do you ever think like you should have lived in like the Midwest maybe or something? Yes. Well, my uh, my grandma, my both my grandparents were born in um, South Dakota. Okay, and really? they actually owned property in South Dakota that my dad and my aunt sold just a couple of years ago, and it was worth nothing. It was just like desolate farmland. Yeah, and now they're building a pipeline in that same area. So oh think, man, your family I land. We could have, uh, we could have cashed oh, in. Oh, you
0: could have cashed but, in. But yeah, uh, we didn't. It's okay. But I was thinking about you, because you've got that Midwest, like, uh, hospitality kind of (laughs) thing. Oh, okay. I see where this is going. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No, but no, 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 no. I'm actually not going to be mean. But I do think, uh, I mean, I would enjoy it if I could be somehow. (laughs) But, no, but, like, I wonder if you wouldn't be as, like, as great as you are in the midwest you would just be another one of them but here everyone's like oh don't you've got this like this love and like like care for people but you know if you lived in kansas you'd just be like a dime a dozen
1: did you i'm going to change the subject here no, but, uh, no. did you see that the coach uh, from notre dame now is at LSU football coach, mm-hmm. Brian Kelly. Yeah. And he like kind of got an accent when he no. was addressing the people in LSU. Like there's some people like that. Like if you're in some region, you kind of adapt the yeah, yeah, similarities yeah, yeah. or culture of that. But within
0: like minutes. <laughs> yeah. It felt like his first press
1: conference, he's always already like, how y'all doing? Yeah. That's but hilarious. We tease Courtney Dowdy here, our oh, uh, high school pastor, oh, because man. she always Yo. says you all. And she lived in Texas for a for for like, hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna be so mad about that. Where actually. would you, where would, like, what region would you think you would thrive in? Ooh. Other than here? Thrive in? Mm, pretty much nowhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I could see you in Albuquerque. What? No way. Like Albuquerque, New no, Mexico. I think I could do like a snow town, like yeah. a ski town. Yeah. Because I used to love skiing and snowboarding like all the time, uh-huh. and I think I could get into that vibe, like Colorado.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I think I could totally get into that. I could see that. Yeah, definitely like a Colorado. Where in the summer I could be doing all my triathlon stuff, mm-hmm. and in the winter going snowboarding. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where I think I <laughs> that's could. Great. And I think my sort of stupid surfer lingo or whatever would play there. Sort still. of translate. Yeah. Might yeah. <laughs> yeah. be on something. So you're Kansas and I'm Colorado. Yeah,
1: we're, we're Midwestern. Yeah, or maybe
0: yeah. Nebraska or something. Right. Jo- right.
1: Um, Do you think we have any listeners listening from there? Mm, It's probably, probably not. Considering our inbox um, Mm, feed had, I think, two emails this week. We probably don't have any listeners. Well, we
0: have, we actually have six emails. Again, four of them. For (laughs) some reason, were on the iHeartRadio junk mail (laughs) list. And they said, oops, she did it. Britney's free in 40. So, you know, Britney's free. I don't know why iHeartRadio wanted to tell us that, but okay. they did. Okay. So Britney's Appreciate free. That. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I know you'd be interested in that. You really <laughs> like, yes. You like when I bring up that kind
1: of stuff. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then, yeah, a couple of people wrote in and want the Gentle and Lowly book. So oh, yeah. we hear you, Keely and Kevin. Yeah. And uh, anyone with like a non-K name is also. <laughs> he a, is welcome. Yeah. You're very welcome here. So we will try. It. I'll remember to take those books down to the Connection Point and okay. we'll have some books available at the Connection Point. I know Kevin does not live here and so I'm not going to send it to him. So Kevin, as you are listening, here. you have to come here and get it.
1: Okay. does an out of town listener.
0: That's maybe, great. maybe Kevin, I'll just bring it on Christmas Eve since you're my brother-in-law <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or Christmas day. I
0: mean, uh, all right, but let's get into, let's yeah. get, let's get into this whole thing of oneness. Yeah. So, different, but one. Yeah. Different, but one. And we're, um, one thing that like, so the scriptures are very clear about this, um, Body of Christ Mm. kind of illustration. I think that could be an interesting sort of starting point here, at least Mm. that it compares all of us to different parts of a body. So somebody's Mm -hmm. a finger, somebody's an ear, somebody's an eye. Mm -hmm. It's always a little like, you know, but we're all part of one body. I'm always Mm kind of like, what about like the gross bits? (laughs) Is somebody like Like that skin on your elbow? Yeah, the skin on your (laughs) elbow that has like a weird name that we don't want (laughs) to say here, or like the armpit or the butt or something.
1: <laughs> Natalie delete just go ahead and no edit that part. no come on come on come on come <laughs> on uh yeah yeah not uh, even <laughs> trying to make this serious but but not every part of the body necessarily is, is something that you aspire to or like right. would vote for right like right. there's people like I think everyone would like, want to be the leader maybe I know although need, some people say they don't yeah that's true it's maybe
0: how you and I are wired right but, but uh
1: but every part's needed
0: yeah every part's needed and that doesn't mean you know Like, it doesn't mean that other parts are, like, the armpit or whatever, but it's, like, (laughs) it's funny how, like, though, the way the body works is, like, all those parts are super necessary. Like, all the parts that we don't, like, you know, think about, like, we want to be the bicep, I guess, or, like, the, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) the brains or Mm -hmm. something. (laughs) But, but yeah, but, like, so that's just, like, an illustration that's just to help us recognize that, yeah, without the big toe, you might fall over. Like, you need, and you can't just be... Like, or I remember, I think there's like even like some weird pictures of like a human body that was like Mm -hmm. all arms coming out of like a torso or something, you know, and it just (laughs) would like be really weird and pointless and doesn't, doesn't work.
1: Yeah. Like we need everybody in their uniqueness and and what they bring to the table. Yeah. Their spiritual gifts, their personalities, their experiences. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus says in John 17, that famous passage, which probably was said in the upper room, right? Um, on the night before he was betrayed, he talks about. You know, Lord, make them one, talking about the church, followers of him, as you, I, and the Father are one, so that the world may know. Mm -hmm. And so there's something about us being one and united that actually is a great apologetic. So it not only builds the church interior, but it builds it externally, too, which is super cool to think about but also kind of some, some weight to this. Right.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And we joke around about armpits and stuff, but it's like (laughs) actually really, you know, yeah, yeah, it's really important that we could be one. And, and it's like that we're one too on mission together, which Mm -hmm. is like kind of like the next step of what you're talking about. Like Mm -hmm. it's this apologetic and it's this image of, of, of who, of the Godhead, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's this picture of the Godhead, but then it's also like, then we go out together forming this like you know, this this body of many parts going out on mission
1: for right. for the gospel, for the good news of yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Which it, think, and the building up of the, of the yeah, body of and, each other. And thinking of this just unique moment in time, it feels, I'm going to be just kind of pessimistic for a moment, but no, it no, feels no, like right. we've lost a little bit of an opportunity to, to demonstrate this to the world as yes. the church, Big C church. And I'll just throw Calvary in there too. Sure. But um, it's like this crisis of a pandemic could have been a great opportunity for us to show unity mm-hmm. and instead it feels like in a lot of ways it's showing our cracks and disunity. Yeah. Uh, and that's, it's not too late I think to demonstrate that humility and oneness, but, but boy, it feels like the first year and a half, we haven't done great at that, at least in the Western church. I, I can't speak for sure. the global South or other places. Right. Right. Yeah. I yeah, you agree. Yeah.
0: yeah, I absolutely agree. And what's hard too, is like you've, you've pile on top of that. Um, all the stuff with COVID, then you also have a lot of those like racial tension, divides, Mm -hmm. conflict, like stuff like that was all happening at the same time. Yes. Right. And so then you've got, you somehow had these, like whether it was political or ideological like division based on what people thought about those issues and what, or what they've experienced in their own, in their own stories and lives. Right. And, and so then it's just like, Oh man, what is this? We're supposed to be, Mm-hmm. showing this image of oneness with one another, that is a symbol of our oneness with the, fa- uh, the father and, and Christ's oneness yes. with the father. And then right. that's like, then showing the world that, right. um, and it's so hard, you know, because it, it could be really easy for us to like just bash that, mm-hmm. but then it's like, we have to really internalize this. Like, mm-hmm. so even as you're listening to this, like in the same way for you to internalize it of like, well, I have my own opinions. <laughs> right. Right. Totally. <laughs> and like, so somebody else could be listening and be like, well, yeah, your opinions are wrong about that stuff, yeah. Eric. And, mm-hmm. and I par- partially there's these like ways that we have to be standing up for what we believe. Mm-hmm. And then also recognizing the validity and value of other people's yeah.
1: points of view. Yeah. Deferring to others, mm-hmm. um, and humility and, mm-hmm. and gentleness, mm-hmm. not in, um, waffling, no, but no. in, um, yeah, in, in, a sense of Christ-like humility, love, yeah. and, and then going back to unity, right? Yeah. Like to keep that peace. I think that's so huge. I told a story, I, I preached on this along with, um, Victor and Courtney, yes. uh, last month, uh, two months ago now, actually, but, um, told a story about the, the pegboard church and there's this church, um, in I think it was, um, Kentucky in the 1800s where, um, these two elders got in a huge disagreement about where hats should be placed in the church. You know, back then, all (laughs) men wore hats. You wouldn't wear your hats inside the church. That was, you know, sacrilegious. But they needed a place to place their hats. One elder made a pegboard in the kind of foyer lobby of the church, and these two elders argued about where that peg board should be located and ended up splitting the church. And this is a true story from what I've read. They actually, the, the church split and they started a new church and the new church was called the anti-peg church. <laughs> it was like oh their whole basis was not on we're a Jesus church, we're a gospel church, we're a Bible church. No, our whole kind of platform is we're anti-peg. Where you put your hat. Anti-peg.
0: <laughs> right. I wonder if it then like it eventually like just became like a word like anti <laughs> Like it's just one word <laughs> yeah. and it's like the name of the town now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's nuts though. Some... someone's last name right yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. But we laugh at that. But right. then in our own culture, our own modern day, there's yeah. our own pegs, right? Absolutely. There's our own things, our, our little hills to die on. But when we look at the bigger picture of what... Christ is doing in this world, it feels as ridiculous as the peg. Yes, yes,
0: absolutely. And and I think like we have to be able to say, okay, and we've talked about this a lot too, like the pyramid of like like the essentials mm-hmm. versus the non-essentials mm-hmm. or the foundational stuff. And then kind of as it gets like a little higher in the pyramid, it's a little less mm-hmm. um, foundational, right? Mm-hmm. And so we need our hills to die on, yeah. right? Like we got to have hills to die on and hills that we've really have like certainty about, like we feel a strong sense of certainty about this.
1: Yeah. Biblical conviction.
0: Yeah. Biblical Mm -hmm. conviction. And then it's like, hey, what are, what are, then what are these like issues, whether they're biblical, like theological issues or they're Mm -hmm. like ideological societal issues, Mm -hmm. Um, like where you land on those and like, how are you gonna like, how, how firmly or tightly are you going to hold them versus how loosely? So like, we're going to hold the, that scripture is the inspired word of God, yeah. you know, for us is authoritative in our lives, we're yes. going to, we're going to be like really firm about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be really firm about the deity of Christ, that mm-hmm. Jesus is, is Lord and savior both. Yeah. And, um, uh, he really did die on the cross mm-hmm. and really did come back to life again on the third day. Like right, like, right. you know, so all this kind of stuff, like we're that kind of stuff. We're going to be
1: just absolutely dogmatic. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> what we would call here at Calvary, the essentials, right? That right. kind of inner circle. And that's part of our doctrine. We have these 12 doctrinal state, uh, 13? Yeah, 13. 13 doctrinal statements. Uh, and we ask everyone that becomes a member of Calvary Church mm-hmm. to agree mm-hmm. to these statements. Yep. Um, and then if it's outside of those 13, then we, our goal is to express charity, yeah. patience, forbearance with one another. It doesn't yeah. mean that we can't have different opinions, right? but when we come together to worship to work and serve together to be on mission together we kind of lay aside our preferences in some ways yeah and that's what um as you'd brought up earlier just like this uh this
0: notion of what it means to be kind of like a non-denominational evangelical yeah. church right like yeah. and kind of talk about some of that a little bit
1: yeah so there's some things that are difficult about being non-denominational just to be frank like yeah. it's not as defined as if you're a presbyterian or you're an anglican or yeah. um, a southern baptist like there's there's kind of some tribes there that in some ways are good. they kind of like, okay, yep. I, I moved to a new city. I kind of know what to expect. Yeah. I, I hate to say it like this, but it's almost like if you had a Starbucks and you went to one in Prescott, Arizona, you'd be like, okay, it's kind of similar to the one back in Santa Ana. Yeah, But, um, but non-denominationals are a little bit more loose. We're, we're, we're affiliated maybe loosely with other churches or colleges and stuff, but there's no formal um, partnership. And so we're kind of... On our own in that way. And that was very intentional for Calvary Church in the 1930s, because they were really re- kind of responding to the mainline denominations that were tossing the Bible up and saying, we don't know if we can trust this. And right. so Calvary was formed, no, no, we are Um, as you said, um, believe that the Bible is inspired in an errant word of God. We're going to stand on that. That's that's the foundation of this church. So anyways, all that to say is that... So a non-denominational can have people that are from different denominations that join. So here at Calvary, I know we have people who grew up in an Assemblies of God background, that grew up in a Southern Baptist background, grew up in a Presbyterian background. But when we come together, we may have different preferences, like oh, I always loved singing this particular hymn or this mm-hmm. form of liturgy is what really speaks to mm-hmm. me. So we all have kind of our own things. You have yours, I have mine. But when we gather together, we lay aside some of those preferences um, to serve one another. And yeah. so that might mean we don't get everything we want, yeah. but we believe that unity and oneness is so important that we're willing to do it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Does that
1: make sense? Or say, say it in your own words
0: too. Yeah, no, I think that's really good because I think that, We, I think it's a really good thing that you could stand shoulder to shoulder with someone that has a little bit different of a view than you do on a non-essential thing. And now... I tried to, I remember I was doing this sermon where I was trying to like break this down. I don't want to like do this wrong because I'm like, just, mm-hmm. I'm doing this off the top of my head sure, right now yeah. so you get a little nervous. As but. we told
1: you last week, we don't prep a lot.
0: Yeah. It. It's exactly. more of a conversation. It's like the no prep podcast. <laughs> and, um, but it's like, you take something like a, you take something like a, let's say baptism, mm-hmm. right? So. I, we, I think it's foundational that baptism does not save you. Yeah. Right. It's it's foundational to yes. me. Like we will break, we will break fellowship or whatever even right. over the fact that if you think that this act grants you salvation, mm-hmm. that's a, in our view that's a work, mm-hmm. and therefore it doesn't do that. Yeah. It's so what it is is it's a symbol. It's a little bit more than a symbol. It's a very sacred sacrament, and it's mm-hmm. a holy. There's like in some of these sorts of sacraments, there's like something and even in, in communion and in baptism, stuff like that. Like it's, we, we don't believe in the things where it like actually saves you or actually becomes the blood of sure. Christ, like in the cup or whatever. Yeah. But like, it's something more than just a simple, like symbol. It's there's like some mystery and some sacredness mystery and to, holiness it. Yeah. to yeah. it. Yeah. And so I, we believe that. And now like we would say then like at another level, um, gosh, I'm trying to think like, you know like i think it's important but less foundational of the method of baptism mm-hmm. you know like uh like we believe in immersion we have a we have a point like mm-hmm. we that we think about immersion am i going to like you know think someone is like not going to heaven because yeah. they sprinkle, you know, yeah. in baptism or they do it, you know, at, at a different setting. I think right. even more so is like, oh, should you do it in church in a baptismal in the church or should yeah. you do it at the beach or, yeah. you know, I think even more important, yeah, so that's what I'm saying is there's these different like layers on the same mm-hmm. issue mm-hmm. that are, that matter more. They all matter, yeah, you know, but it's like, I'm not gonna like think someone doesn't understand mm-hmm. like salvation or how, ha- or I couldn't worship with them because they would want to sprinkle someone. Right. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's important to study this stuff. It's kind of what I think about like in yeah. times kind of stuff right. as well. It's like really important to, to study it and know, and like try and, and know it as well as you can. And mm-hmm. like, so book of revelation, Daniel. We should do a podcast on that. Yeah. Right. Good grief. Yeah. Have a guest (laughs) because it's like, but it's really hard, but like I would say it's really important to study it and know about it. Mm -hmm. It's like if anyone is giving you certainty about like exactly what everything means, when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, like with certainty. I would say approach that with skepticism, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, but that's where, but some people have like extreme certainty on some of Mm -hmm. those issues and you're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, okay. So they would break fellowship over how you feel about,
1: um, yeah. Like in something in our doctrinal statement, it says that we believe in a pre millennium Mm -hmm. return of Christ, but then there's the pre-trib mid-trib post-trib views. Yes. There's some really good arguments scripturally for any of those views. Yep. Um, so, I could sit next to someone that's mid-trib or post-trib, and we could have fellowship here at Calvary mm-hmm. Church together. Some of you mm-hmm. could care less what I'm talking about or don't know what I'm talking about. Others of you want to dig into this further, yeah, 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 but I yeah. think the point is like, yeah, we can have robust discussions, yeah. but at the end of the day, we're united around um, the worship of the risen Savior, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that's, a, that's another really good one with the
0: tribulation stuff and like, is there, what he's saying is like, is the rap, is there a rapture? And does the rapture happen Mm -hmm. of God bringing up all the believers, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Mm -hmm. uh, is that before the tribulation, this seven year period in the middle of it or at the end of it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then speaking, so kind of even talking about that rapture, heaven, eternity, one of the things we talked about on that Sunday, October 31st, was, uh, this view of heaven in revelation seven verse nine, where it talks about, Uh, that John gets this glimpse of heaven, and there are multitudes of people, thousands and thousands of people. He can't even count them all, but he says there's people from every ton, tribe, and nation, Mm -hmm. and language. And uh, it's incredible uh, for John to see this in heaven and to notice there's some distinctions. Uh, It says they're all dressed in white, though, Mm -hmm. so there is some uniformity, Mm. But it's not complete conformity. There's, yes. there's uniformity, but there's also uniqueness. And so yeah. uh, he notices that there's people that look different, either from their skin or the way that they're speaking or even just the way they're carrying themselves in culture. Um, and so we don't take those things off when we enter into eternity, it feels like. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah I've yeah. never thought about that Tribes before and this nations. fall. Yeah, you don't right. get rid
0: of your ethnicity stuff. Yes. Yeah. You don't check
1: out the door of, yeah. quote unquote, the pearly gates. Um <laughs> yet look where they're all pointed they're not pointed at each other Right. so you and i aren't looking at each other yes and saying well you know look how different you are than me we are right now though <laughs> <laughs> we are that's
0: maybe a <laughs> bad analogy <laughs> just, you know, it's, good, it's
1: good it's good but we're yeah. looking at the throne yeah. and we're looking at the lamb that was slain yeah. that is resurrected on that throne yeah. and we're bringing him praise and so just it's it's become one of my favorite passages this season of, mm. wow, all these different people, mm-hmm. totally unique, diverse, and yet one in their worship of Jesus. And so yeah. we'd love here on uh, 1010 North Testament to be the same as it is in heaven in some small way, right? Yeah. A glimpse and shadow of what the reality of heaven is, that we are totally different, come from different backgrounds. We may look different, different experiences, um, and yet we're all united, one. Under the headship lordship of God. Yeah, absolutely. I love that too, and
0: and I think um, I was talking to uh, I was talking to Norm Alexander actually, yeah. you know, and I, I've been loving this like thing that he had talked to me about with mm-hmm. this was just like, hey, unity isn't everybody agreeing on, agreeing on everything. Mm-hmm. Unity is is everyone on mission t- together for the same goal. That's good. So. Cause it's like, I think first, like the first layer is what you were just saying of like, mm-hmm. that are all of our eyes are fixed on Jesus mm-hmm. together. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then, and we're worshiping the one, the one true God together. Yeah. And then, but then we're all also like have this like mission together, even if it's like different ways of fulfilling it. Right. We all are after that same thing. Yep. This yep. goals that the goals of the father, right. The goals that yeah. they would, people would see the son, the goal that people would, you know, the saints would be equipped for ministry and, and, um, and that the, those that are hurting would be, you know, those, the the brokenness of this world would be, would be healed and Mm -hmm. restored Mm -hmm. and made whole again. And so we're all like after that same thing together. And so if we can all be thinking like in that same way uh, as our eyes are fixed on Jesus, also our eyes are fixed on this goal, this mission that we have. So, so good. And I think that's, you know, that fits into certain analogies. Like Mm -hmm. obviously scripture uses a lot of like military metaphor Mm -hmm. for how we do this. And obviously sometimes like people get a little too carried away with military metaphor, but
1: I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, yes, sir. sir. I remember that (laughs) when I was a kid.
0: Yeah. And then you're like, okay, but we're not like going out and like killing someone or something, you know, (laughs) like kill the infidel or whatever. But like, but like, that's where we are in that same way. The same way that like a soldier mm-hmm. would be that he's been given he or she has been given marching orders from yeah. the commander and then they just are like totally fixed on whatever that, right. that mission is.
1: And my they're... my grandfather was in World War II. I think I have mentioned this before, and he was um, captured three times by uh, the Germans. So yeah, dang. wasn't very good at hiding. <laughs> but um, but brave and like going for maybe, it. Maybe yeah. yeah um, <laughs> but it was in Battle of the Bulge that he was first. Um, uh, arrested or taken into captivity. That was right around this time in December. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, and so anyways, um, he would get together with his buddies that also were POWs, um, every year for mm-hmm. the rest of his life, they would gather in a different state and they'd have like a little reunion. They were so un- unified, connected through their shared experience of, <laughs> of being soldiers together. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about on the 31st though, it's like, man, any earthly thing that reunited in doesn't have like a ton of lasting power like it's it's kind of temporary yeah, like yeah. i joked about how you go to a dodgers game yeah. and everyone's rooting for the dodgers all 45,000 50,000 people are like yeah um, but then you get to the Dodger Stadium parking lot after the game and <laughs> everyone's <laughs> a man for themselves or woman for themselves, right? They're like, yeah. I got to get out of one of those three exits as fast as possible and you're in my way. Yeah, <laughs> and so, that's, so true. that's just how life is, right? We get united around being on the same sports teams or in the same classes or at the same job. Sometimes that's kind of temporary or we mm-hmm. kind of just look back on how it used to be. But as Christians, we never have to do that. We're constantly on this beautiful mission together. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah, like, just yeah, what you just yeah. said. Yeah. Like, I don't
0: know, it fires me up. Yeah, fires me up too. <laughs> I think so too, and I think like, I think it's probably part of why like when you serve in an area, of, we talk a lot about when you serve in an area of ministry or you serve with some even with an organization, a yeah. nonprofit or something. Like all of a sudden, you feel this deep sense of like bonding with the other people that you're mm-hmm. serving with, and, and mm-hmm. typically you're probably like different than each other, yeah, different ages, different interests, different mm-hmm. ethnicities, different like yeah. ways you we were raised, socioeconomic kind of stuff mm-hmm. too, and you can be like. You know, like I can be somebody super poor, yeah. like on the on the board of Greater Europe Mission with right. <laughs> a couple people that are like some of like these super wealthy people yeah. that I just. You know, it's like we don't really relate to each other in right. normal life. They're just like operating in different circles than I do. Right. And and it's just like how oh, we are arm in arm. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, yeah, that's good. And so you kind of experience some of that together, like when we were in our youth ministry days, yeah. like just being on these teams of other people mm-hmm. helping young people. And it's like,
1: hey, we're just we're on this mission. We're now. on it, and you're bonding together boat. with yep. all these
0: different people. Totally. Again, super super diverse group of people. Yeah. But um, on mission
1: together. I even think that's you know. In in this season, it kind of feels like people are like, well, do I really need to be part of a church? I can just watch church online, mm-hmm. um, or I can kind of com- you know connect that way, or I can watch the best worship um, through my different devices. Like, do I need to be part of a local church? I think mm-hmm. this value speaks to that, yeah. is that, yeah, we have to be part of something that doesn't just include people that look like us, act like us, think yep. like us. Yep. There's something really beautiful and God-ordained about... Being all shoved together (laughs) in one spot with completely different backgrounds, giftings, and and saying, okay, we're going to be united, not under anything else but the Lord. And uh, it's beautiful things happen out of that, right?
0: absolutely. And I think that's like something cool right now about the way Calvary, like the makeup of Mm -hmm. Calvary Church. Like I think we definitely are growing in our diversity in multiple forms, right? So I think we're growing more diverse ethnically yeah i think we're growing more diverse even or we've been diverse and st- keeping that generational diversity mm-hmm. i think though we also like are kind of much more diverse of people like mm-hmm. kind of have some different sort of like ideological political opinions about right. stuff i yeah. think we probably maybe 20 years ago or 10 years ago felt Mm -hmm. like it was, it wasn't quite that way. Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of shifted in some ways that some people have some different like opinions of how to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. So to speak, like Mm -hmm. they probably have the same heart for you know, the fact that I think we've got different people have a heart for how do you like solve poverty or how do you help, help with something like poverty. And then some people would have different opinions of like how How you'd go, yeah, how that fleshes out. And we don't, the point of this isn't to like get into all that necessarily, but just to recognize that I think that the way that we come together are people Mm -hmm. with like the same heart, yeah you know, and even on some really brutal stuff Mm where like abortion or whatever, where you can have Mm -hmm. some really like ugly um, disagreement because it's so, it's such a crucially important thing. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, I genuinely talk to some people that have like different views of how Mm -hmm. to handle it. Not, not that everyone has the same goal. We don't want this to be, you know, everybody wants there to be less abortions, let's say, but, um, has different ways of going about it. Uh And again, I'm not trying to like have us get into all that here necessarily, but, but that can be hard. Like, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, can I, like, do I, as I check myself, do I have the ability to talk with a fellow brother or sister in Christ mm-hmm. that has a different opinion of the way of going about something mm-hmm. and like learn from them, mm-hmm. right? And like be cha- have my own viewpoints be challenged and even, yeah. even like, whoa, God forbid, like be willing to be wrong sometimes, yeah. right? I'm not saying on whatever issue, but just yeah. like it's... I, I think that if we can approach some of these things with a little humility and a little like for the ability to be wrong to exist mm-hmm. <laughs> just mm-hmm. that you know which yeah. i think it's hard for a lot of people yeah and especially because i think what's happens now is not we don't just go find a church to watch online because it's convenient or because we like the music or the preacher mm. it's like oh no i go and find the thing that agrees with everything i already think wow and so yeah. i think part of like what's cool about being part of a embodied local church, not a virtual church, is that we have to, we're, we're forced with kind of working it out, working it out. Yeah. 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 With real people in
1: real situations. Yeah. yeah, That's really good. And
0: that should lead to oneness because like, I would hope that the goal would stay in front of us. Yep. Right. The goal of, of reducing poverty, let's Mm -hmm. say, or the goal of the gospel being proclaimed in dark places or whatever it is. And that's like, Hey, I got a different idea about how that should should be accomplished. Yeah.
1: yeah. One, I guess I would say, area that we're really growing or trying to grow in this is even with our Hispanic ministry mm-hmm. and our English-speaking um, ministry or congregation, trying to really create unity yep. between that, because there's different cultures, different languages, Yep. same God, and we're worshiping together in the same church. And so it's been some really cool things that have happened, and we talked about that back in, again, on the 31st mm-hmm. of... Um, you know ESL happening on Friday nights and we're offering this free opportunity for people to learn English but then our hope is then that we can even connect some of those folks that are coming on our campus for the first time to our Hispanic ministry mm-hmm. on Friday nights which mm-hmm. would be so fun mm-hmm. um, our Hispanic ministry has been crucial in leading the charge for our pop up pantry and mm-hmm. and praying for cars and praying for the people in those cars as as they pick up groceries on a monthly basis so we've we've partnered together in some good ways but there's still some ways to grow uh, and this is just like super <laughs> super transparent, just being honest. But like we made a, a highlight video of Calvary uh, like a year ago of like, Hey, here's all, here's kind of a, I think it's when you click on the website. It's when you walk in kind yeah. of what you'll experience. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, here's, yeah. here's a typical Sunday morning at Calvary. We made the video. I thought it was so good. And then, um, all of a sudden I had someone come up and say, yeah, but there was nothing from our Hispanic church yep. in the video. And I didn't even think about it. It wasn't even on my radar. I was like, yep. Oh, you're totally right. So I, I I guess I was I was wrong in that moment right like just not I didn't have the right. lens to see our whole church family yeah and yeah. I didn't realize someone was being was being um, missed and uh, so that was kind of convicting for me personally to go wow there's still blind spots in my life where I think everything is good and unified mm-hmm. and one, mm-hmm. but there's still places that I don't even see that I just need to, co- God needs to grow my eyes to be able to see where yep. we still need to grow in unity. Does that absolutely, follow that?
0: Absolutely. And and you and I live in like a, a certain dynamic that is like the, whatever they call it, like the majority culture, mm-hmm. and typically has had a power dynamic and, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. And, you know, that's, that's where it's like, it's really good to be aware of, like, uh, you know, forcing yourself to, to be like aware of other people's lived experience. Yes. And that's part of why I tend to go back to the verse that says to, to rejoice, weep with those who weep and Mm. rejoice with those who rejoice. Yeah. And like, Hey, like we should be celebrating with people that are excited about how things are going. Yeah. And then we should also recognize and weep with those who it's, it's not going as quite as good. Yeah. And I think if you can allow that to shift some of your posture, even towards some of these dividing kind of things, because you can feel like, I think a, and a lot of people do like, well, when you talk about race or stuff like that, that's a, div- you're, you're dividing us by sure. talking about that. Yeah. And I think some people can be,
1: yeah, there's definitely yeah. <laughs> yeah, conversations that go right for that. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. And like, I also, don't want to assume my ex- my experience is others' experience. Yeah, and yeah. So to have just the trying the ability to put yourself into what other people's lived experiences is, mm-hmm. is is a way of living out that weep with those who weep and yes, rejoice with that's those so who good. rejoice. Yeah,
1: I want to grow in that.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, me too. Huh. And so, but it's like challenging. So like mm-hmm. oneness, you know, and unity, is like really messy. Yeah. And it means that, that you're probably going to make mistakes along the way of trying mm-hmm. to live like in that kind of oneness and unity,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even with like non like racial stuff, right? right? Like, oh, just ages. A, a
1: dumb example. Yeah. So every, like on Friday nights, our family of six will try to pick a movie <laughs> and just to have one movie that we all agree on uh, is like impossible. Yeah. We have like a six year old and then we have teenagers and it's Oof. like, how do you like pick a movie that's appropriate and that everyone's enjoying and. It's just like so hard and like we end up (laughs) getting frustrated at each other and watching the same thing over and over again. But that's like the church, right? Yeah. In a bigger, in a bigger scale. That's
0: actually making me think about something because I think that's interesting. There's something interesting there because you know what tends to happen, right? The more mature people in the family, in your family, I'm sure you and Marie, your wife. Yeah. You sacrifice what you want to watch for the good of the younger, less mature a lot of the time, I'm sure they're not just like watching whatever movie you feel like watching or some adult content. You right. know? Yeah, I yeah. I don't mean like you guys are trying to watch adult content. Movies. No, I know what you're saying.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I'm thinking back to our last few movies. I think I won. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you're ruining my story. No, but no. you're, you're exactly right. Like we defer.
0: Yeah. Right. You defer. You're not going to watch some like war movie with yeah. like maiming death and blood or whatever. Yes. When you're like little girl is like six yes, years old or whatever. yeah and so, um, you know, that's where, that's where I just think even in the church, mm-hmm. often it's the mature need to be like willing to sacrifice for the less mature. That's good. And cause the less mature don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the less mature need more help to like grow and move Mm -hmm. along the way. And so sometimes we have to like give up of ourselves. I mean, that's Mm. the way of Jesus is to, Mm -hmm. is this way of sacrifice for the good of another. Mm. And so I think when it really is that for the good of another, we should be willing to sacrifice. Mm. Uh, I don't think we always have to fall on ourselves all the time or never get anything we enjoy. That's, that's not what I'm saying either, Mm -hmm. but I think that's just something to consider. If you're a more mature believer out there, it's, it's, good for you to kind of sacrifice of your own yeah. preference or freedoms or whatever for to help another one grow more.
1: Yeah, no one left behind, you know. <laughs> Not to be like corny, but <laughs> exactly. No one exactly. left behind. Yeah, like we, no, that's right. We we go at the pace of even younger yeah, newer brothers and sisters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. So like like we we recognize there's like a ton to talk about oh, in this issue we just scratched the surface, yeah. right? completely and, and then we're even, you know, we're, we're trying to talk about this a little bit longer. We've already probably t- talked longer than you guys preached on Sunday. We've been talking <laughs> for 40 minutes. Right. And, but like, there's just like a lot. And I think that if we can be thinking about these things, like that we want to look, look to Jesus and we all are trying to lift up Christ right together and kind of thinking of that, like that heavenly throne room that all of our, Mm. our eyes are fixed upon and Mm -hmm. we're all bowing down together as one, Mm -hmm. have that in our head, have being on one mission together. Mm -hmm. You know, I think if we have that in our head and have the sense of like sacrificing for the good of the other, to weep with those who weep, rejoice with those who rejoice, that we are one. And, And to, and maybe like one thing we haven't really talked about yet. I think we did a little bit, Like, as you were talking about how we retain, like, our tribe and Mm nation-ness when we are, you know, in Mm -hmm. this, in the new heaven, new earth, but, which is so cool, but it's, like, really appreciating that Mm. diversity, like, appreciating the beauty of uniqueness. Right. Right? The beauty of... That 90-year-old man yes. who has lived that full life totally. so beautiful, as beautiful as that newborn yes. precious baby, as beautiful as the teenager yes. that can get a bunch of, like, flack for mm. being, like, annoying or, you know, rebellious yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and, and everything in between, right? Yeah. Or, like, as be- every every beautiful skin color, every mm-hmm. beautiful, um, you know, like language mm-hmm. and, and all of that kind of life experience, mm-hmm. like I think is, is cool. Right. Just yep. like appreciating that, yep. loving that, yep. um, is something I think for us to, to remember Yeah, that it's not conformity. It's not, it's not absolute uniformity. It's like, I like the, some, we were, the somewhat, like then they were all wearing white robes together. Yeah. Um, you know, I, maybe I should... <laughs> My all black outfits on Sunday.
1: (laughs) Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, Yeah, you might need to move to all white.
0: Yeah, maybe I'm like anti-Bible right now. You may need to.
1: (laughs) Boy, white pants. White pants. (laughs) I think people think we're a cult or something. You know. (laughs) Didn't Kanye though? I think Kanye, like his choir, all wears white. Oh, maybe I need to
0: look that up. Yeah. Did, did you like, like that? The whole like Kanye like Christian music album,
1: like pre COVID, like the they yeah, would do like yeah, the Sunday, the church, the Sunday church and, thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You know, I I did like it, and I know you like it, but <laughs> I uh, I kind of was still I was guarded. Like, where is this going? I yeah, think was, yeah. Was yeah, my yeah, thought. Yeah. I don't mean to be like. No, no, pharisaical no, no. or cynical, but I just like, I, anytime a
0: celebrity, like yeah. all of a sudden is like a Christian or whatever, right. it's always like, Oh no, what's going to go wrong. Right. next <laughs> yeah, but I hope, scary. I
1: hope he's still walking with yeah. Jesus and
0: yeah. And know. he admittedly struggles with some like mental health issues yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. So it's sometimes he'll kind of do something wacky, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, there's like a real good reason for mm-hmm. it. And sometimes it's just like a, also a, just a wildly eccentric artist. Sure. And yeah. <laughs> and I'm not telling anyone out there they should. Like I, I did admit that that Kanye was like number one on my Spotify.
1: Yeah. Wrapped. You and did. I, Who yeah. did you, you were telling somebody I don't think that's public, but it is now. No, but. no, no. It was on Instagram. I oh, on is that what Instagram. it was? Yeah. Um, but how, what are you? So since you've been injured, you haven't been working out. So you're probably not listening to podcasts, podcasts and stuff as much. like this one or music as much. I know I, it's, it's actually, it's actually been like a, I had a big backlog
0: backlog of all my podcasts that I uh-huh, like, uh-huh. but I've been getting back into it. Cause these last couple of weeks I've been like a little more normal, you uh-huh. know, but not working out at all. But, um, when but, are you clear? Like, can you like, start, wa-
1: can you run? Or so, no way?
0: so yeah, I, I can't run for seven more weeks. Okay. So I just had a good x-ray. So I, I cool. I've told some people this, but like I had a good x-ray that like the bone's starting to grow, but they said they're really concerned about it still being able to break again okay and so seven more weeks no running no putting weight on it really like yep. on my arm like so he said i could ride a stationary bike but i can't lean forward Ooh. on the handlebars yeah, i have to hard. like kind of sit up and just sit straight up and kind of hold with my left hand like yeah. just hold on um so, so stuff like that really
1: we're waiting seven weeks for you to become one. Oh boy <laughs> Yeah. I'm still, I'm still broken. Like my
0: body of Christ <laughs> collarbone is, you don't want to be that in the body of Christ. Don't be Eric's collarbone. <laughs> yeah. Bad, that's got to make its yeah. way into a story somehow. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so I forget what I was talking about now. But yeah, I matter. was just waiting for you to pause so I could say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny because I'll actually listen to these back and I'll just be like, Man, they they just like they were going somewhere with a story, and then they just stopped and never went never back went to back it. Never went back to
1: it. Never went back to it because like right now I can't remember what it was I was doing. But no, like you were talking about, um, <laughs> you couldn't exercise, but that your collarbone's healing, and then Kanye and white robes. Oh, Kanye! Kanye is what we were and talking. You should, about. And you should wear white. No, oh yeah, on yeah. Sundays. <laughs> okay, let's talk about let's talk about this for a minute. About what? About your wardrobe on Sundays. Oh boy, <laughs> where did this start?
0: I've always been intrigued by the uniform thing, uh-huh. like the Steve Jobs, uh-huh. like, you know, always wearing the black. Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Charlie Brown. So I, I don't want to be a person that wears like a uniform every day. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's a little too much. So then I did have this like guy, Steve Carter, this mm-hmm. like kind of mentor, like mm-hmm. guy that like is a, that is a pastor that Yeah, does, we love Steve Carter. Yeah, he does the all black thing all the time, huh. always. Huh. And I'm, that's ah, just like too much for me. Yeah. And then I I started- just trying to wear like it was during when we were doing everything on video uh-huh. uh during covid I maybe mean, even been like a little bit before huh i think mm-hmm. i was starting to i was trying to do it like here and there like trying to wear all black just cuz i felt like it i hate thinking about what i'm going to wear on sunday
1: yeah that is hard that's I a can tell you, you you
0: pastor problem yeah, huh? i can tell you you don't like thinking about what you wear <laughs> on sunday cuz it's usually kind of rough <laughs> you with me
1: marie <laughs> this brings <No>. up uh, <laughs> uh, insider baseball of uh, my wife and Eric making fun of my Sunday, yeah. Sunday morning. Shirts. It's like
0: the way that I think that your <laughs> wife and I connect the most is just over being mean to you a little bit. I but, love it. I can take uh, it. I like it. Yeah. It makes me happy. Um, but then, <laughs> but yeah, so, but yeah, so then just, what so do you have? Several
1: black shirts? Oh
0: bro. If you looked in my closet, uh-huh. I probably have 15 black shirts. Oh, wow. Because I have a ton of just... Because I've been also wearing a black shirt. Uh So I'll wear... I've been wearing a black t-shirt like almost every day, I feel like. Because Uh I'll wear like blue jeans or shorts or that are any color or whatever. But, um, like right now I'm wearing blue jeans and a black t-shirt because uh-huh. I don't know, there's just something clean about the no logo black yeah. t-shirt. I feel like I can also, this is also a little bit this of it. This is really interesting to me. I feel like I can wear a t-shirt uh-huh. and be comfortable in a t-shirt and I'm not wearing some tucked in button down. But it's still kind of nice. But like, yeah, but it like counts as like kind of like kind of nice and clean. Interesting. And I hate, t- so I hate tucking my shirt in. Huh. And I, Your whole life you've My hated whole it. life I've hated it. And I think if I do the all black thing, I don't have to tuck my shirt in and it looks clean. Yeah. And now I feel like everyone just like I've built up an expectation (laughs) and then no one's like, oh, you're not. When was the
1: last time you did not? Was it Easter?
0: Well, so Easter, I on purpose wore a pink. I always wear these Henleys that are like these like three button. Uh I often wear a Henley that's like, it's like a three button on the top kind of like. A little bit different material T-shirts, like a little nicer somehow.
1: Is anyone still listening or is this, is this interesting oh, to up. anyone Come else? Oh, Come on. Yeah, it's fascinating. No, I'm, I'm interested.
0: I'm just wondering. I'm trying to get outside of our... Uh, I mean, they could have hung up by now.
1: Okay, so Easter... Podcast
0: at <laughs> So Easter, you... So I wore a pink shirt. So I wore a pink Henley. Okay. Underneath. But I wore it like underneath my black jean jacket. Right. And so that kind of toned it down. Because <laughs> pink doesn't do great with my skin tones. <laughs> is that too much? Oh, man. But you like, see, sometimes you like, you dress. I'm straight target. Yeah, but I'm straight target, Costco, middle-aged man. Yeah. But every once in a while, so (laughs) you'll dress like kind of cool one day and then the next day you'll just have like a cardigan sweater (laughs) and I don't know what's
1: going on. Or a sweater vest. For I a do while love you were sweaters. doing sweaters. I do so love sweaters. sweaters. I do love them. <laughs> well, okay, I'll give you a little insider on this. <laughs> okay. So, and these are, yeah. I hope this doesn't sound narcissistic, but yeah. um, when you're standing in front of people, you do, there's a little bit of a vulnerability, right? Yeah. So, I sweat a ton Oh My yeah. armpits, speaking under of armpits, armpits are, yeah. uh, you know, every, <laughs> every one body, many parts. Yeah. So my armpits sweat when I'm nervous yeah. or when yeah, I'm yeah. in front of people. Yeah. So I have to constantly think through if I wear lighter stuff, I got to wear something underneath it or sure. over it for sure, or else they'll be distracting to me and to other people. So, so yeah, the black thing kind of intrigues me for that reason. It helps it kind of hides with helps that, kind for that. Of stuff. It's the only way I could wear it
0: like a single layer. Sure. So whenever I'm wearing like a button down, I'm always wearing a. Um, I'm always wearing an undershirt. Okay. It's nice to know. Yeah. Cause I, I would have that same issue. And then I always like, if I see someone with just the full wet pits, you're like, oh bro, poor
1: guy. You should have thought that through. I know. I know. So so those are things you have to think about, huh? Yeah. Uh, The other thing you have to think about is, um, so we wear like these little headphones Uh on Sunday mornings when we preach, Uh you gotta like put that somewhere too, like in a back pocket or something That's part of
0: why I don't like the tucked in shirt too. Huh?
1: Because I hate trying to like shove the wire yes. like through everywhere. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I know. I don't All like right, that. if we can it's get ten enough. emails this week, yep. uh Eric will tuck his shirt in next Sunday. That's a hard pass. No, no, no let's. We need <laughs> we need to get people what they want, and we need some generate some <laughs> some email content. Podcast at Calvarylife.org. you think... 10 emails, me 10 unique emails, and Eric will tuck his shirt in for Christmas Eve. No,
0: the answer is <laughs> no, I won't do it. I won't do it. But feel free to send your emails. Eric says, no, Matthew, you can't control me in this way. No,
1: I think we should be able to like
0: I already have to on wear this. a bolo tie at some point soon. Oh, wow, yeah, that's a different story. Yeah. All right. By the way, everyone, Matt Don and I are playing each other in fantasy football this weekend. Pray for us. Yep, we need to be able to speaking still be of, friends. Speaking of one, it's the last game of the regular Unity. season. It could be that one of us, like really, is the big loser of the season, and yeah. one is uh, is a is a great a great victor. Yep, I think we all know who that's going to be. <laughs> Looking at the projections. Okay, we need to we need to stop here. All right, sorry. Okay, well. Send in your, please send in your emails, podcast at calvarylife.org, because we have officially finished the value series. Woo-hoo. So here we've done 12 podcasts on values and we are going to answer some listener questions. We've got some that we're going to look at for next week from Zach and Ben and Kevin. Um, we're going to look at some of those and then uh, we need some more. So we'd like to do that. Um, please send those in and uh, that would be great. And or else we're going to like answer some of the questions from my heart radio, <laughs> um, you know, Santa's DJing
1: on North pole radio. Do wow. you know North Pole, Alaska is a real city? Whoa. Yeah. People, yeah, people are, there's like a thousand people that live in North Pole, Alaska. Wow. It feels a little presumptuous though. It's like not really the North Pole, <laughs> but know. you just tried to declare that it's a North
0: Pole. Right. All right. I'm fine with that. Okay. Okay. So thanks. And thank you for We love you all. To the Big Life. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.